Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Coach T, and I know, I know life can get hard sometimes. Trust me, I know. But you have two choices. You can either continue to take the blows and dwell on the hardships of your past, or you can say enough is enough, and I'm ready to claim my future and reclaim my time. If you are ready to move forward with that new book, that business, that new business idea, or maybe even just some self-improvement, visit www.cu-nw.com now. And let's talk. Your new coach has arrived. Hey, 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 what's good? Changed up now. What nation? It is your girl, Coach T. That's right, Tierra Curry. And my next guest has always been a pretty private person, but she is no stranger when it comes to blessing the mic with something nice. Now, for many years, this entrepreneur has sang with bands, performed solo acts. Um, she has done background work. And we can't forget about the works that she produced on her own. Now, Crystal Yvonne has decided to be very open and candid about her personal life, um, which is a first, I must admit. So she's doing that exclusively here on the Changed Up Now What show. Today, she will be sharing her journey of real life and artistry. Ladies and gents, Crystal Yvonne Jackson. Hey, Crystal. Hey, how you doing today? Good. It's been a lot going on since the with the pandemic and stuff, though. Everybody's been pretty good. Yes, it's been crazy, but yeah, we're good. Glad to be alive. <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> if you have nothing else left, you have your life. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just go ahead and hop into this so we can inspire our listeners. Uh, let's take it back a little bit. Um. What age were you when you first discovered that you had the gift? Uh, I would say probably around five. My mom always said I was singing before I was talking. She would always mm. play in Houston and I would just be like coming along. Um, so I would say around the age of five, going into uh, kindergarten, you know, you got the school stuff. So, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. were you, were you, um, did they put you on the church programs and stuff like they did the rest of us? <laughs> Man, my forehead used to be so shiny up there trying to do Sunday school and YPWW programs. <laughs> right. Man, oh my goodness, so five, so five. So your mom, she kind of recognized that in you first and then was that when you kind of began to listen to yourself and like, hmm, I do have something? Or did you kind of know that all along? No, um, I come from a singing family, so it was almost like forced. I mean, like during Christmas, it was always like sing or like play something. So I'm I'm very shy. And my uh, family kind of broke me out of that, you know, to push you in the forefront to sing with them. Um, but I didn't mm-hmm. like being out there singing. I would sing with a choir, but like a solo situation, nope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All that attention on you. Yes. Um. So what were some of your favorite artists as a youngin'? Um, my favorite artists um, were a lot of the old school. I love Whitney Houston. Um, 
uh, Teddy Pendergrass, um, mm. you name it. Uh, I can't even, you know, like when you ask that question, like everything leaves your brains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus you're an artist, so music is just you. Yeah. I, I get it. Like, that's a hard question on the spot. I know. <laughs> um, so when did you first... And by the way, when you mentioned Teddy Pendergrass, I was going to say that um, my favorite, one of one of my favorite songs he did was, besides Turn It Off, when he was yelling at that lady, <laughs> was um, Wake Up Everybody, No More Sleeping. <laughs> timeless. Timeless, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> to this day, you can play it and it's just. It's it's relevant, right? Yes. Even Earth, Wind, and Fire. Now, now I can think of somebody. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes. Um, I still listen to a lot of uh, September. I listen to that a lot. So, ooh, ooh, can we still do our thing? We do. We used to do. Can we hit that note again one day? Oh, my one God. day, not today. <laughs> Nobody can hit it like us. Oh man. Mm. Yeah, we gonna make we gonna have to do make that an exclusive for y'all, but we can't do it today. We got to warm up on now. Right. <laughs> Crystal hit them high and I hit them low, but we hit them though. We hit them. What was that? Uh, hard to find. What's the name of that song? Creates love, desire. I can't remember, but yes, those are yeah. some great artists, and that's the good thing about good music. It don't matter. When it came out, when you were born, mu good music is good music and it's timeless and it's mm -hmm. relevant at all times. Even if it's not relevant, there's music that's relevant to your life and what you currently may be going through. It's really therapeutic. So, yes, ma'am. So when did you first record and what was the song about? <laughs> uh, I did my first song at 14, I believe. It was in my uncle's studio. Uh, shout out to my uncle <laughs> who okay. uh, let me record my little 14 year old <laughs> love cry song. <laughs> mm. I, I was talking about. So I was 14, and uh, my uncle uh, said, uh, Well, I hear you write all the time. I used to always write poetry or like write songs, but I never did anything with it. So he was mm. like, Well, you can record something. And just kind of like, you know, get it out there and see how it is. And that kind of just like sparked something and, you know, that he showed an interest in that because I had no family members mm. whatsoever that showed any interest in trying to uh, help me develop in any way with music except him. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, shout out to your uncle, because I know that was quite an experience being in the studio mm. and recording. Yeah, that's good. I'm telling y'all that little stuff that people do when we're young, we don't forget it. And it really helps us out, you know. Um, tell me about your first solo performance. Uh, my first solo performance was at a talent show, which was around the same age. I sung um, Alicia Keys' Fallen. <laughs> mm. So uh, I actually won that talent show. Uh, it was in a it was in a it was in something like a Costco or something like that, some kind of grocery store. And it was in the back where they had the stage set up. So, I mean, for me, that was just like a, a pat on, I don't know, I don't want to say a pat on my shoulder, but that was just like, okay, this may, I may be, you know, can mm -hmm. do a little something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, all the lights on you and everything. Wow. 
That's yes. a big song. Yes, it is. I I learned that song on the piano uh, from listening to it, and so I, I wanted to perform it. Uh, and my dad was like, how did you learn that whole song just by listening to it over and over and over? And I did, and I yep. performed and I won that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure enough, when, when, it, when it resonates with you, hey, you can do it without writing it down. You can do it off the top of your dome, you know? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so in case y'all didn't know, me and Crystal, we we met back in our 20s, um, very young. We were just so hungry, so driven, um, always doing performances when we could. Um, we did weddings together. We did clubs together. We did a lot. Um, we did solo stuff as well. I had a that was back when Craigslist was popping. Um, <laughs> and I put an ad on there and I got a few women that actually came on different days. And Crystal was actually one of the most humble ones. Um, I had a young lady that came. Nobody ever heard of her, but she was like, oh, I don't do background. But that's what I put in the ad. But she was like, my name is this and that. And we all kind of looking around like, okay, we never heard of you. But, (laughs) and some of those ladies that came were talented. One girl came with a guitar and she could sing. And it was some other, you know, women, older women, younger women. It was so cool. But she was, Crystal was always the humble one and quiet type. And, but she has like a big voice. So what was your experience back when you and I, used to um when we were with those bands and everything like that and you know we friends but you know you can keep it 100 (laughs) (laughs) no i enjoyed it i think it definitely pushed um me uh as far as um being out there in the front and just getting experience i think you know all of that was just all experience life lessons and just you know areas that I mean, we were in our early 20s. We were just trying to figure out life and trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that that gave us the platform to figure it out around people that would have our best interests. Like um, we was working with, I don't, I don't know if I could say his name or not, but when we were working with uh, Roy, you know, just to help us push yeah. and just, yes. you know, to have our best interests in mind, people that was, you know, that was positive because the industry is, you know, it is what it is. And so you can surround yourself with positive people. You can uh, surround yourself with people that's going to help propel you forward. That's always a good thing. Yeah, Mr. Roy, um, shout out to the Fahrenheit Band, uh, formerly known as the Fahrenheit Band. Uh, when we started working with them, they were known as the Hype Band. Um, some of the singers had went on to live overseas. They went over there performing and they enjoyed it and they stayed. So they kind of reformed the band. And Chris was right. We did, we did, wasn't it? Uh, we were trying to, we were doing a benefits concert for Morris Brown College. Right. Yep. Yeah, we did that. Roy was amazing. He's, he's like, he's got that ear. And even though the instruments are playing, he can hear when you're off. So, <laughs> but good times, good times. And speaking of, we were young and in our early 20s, um, would you say that modeling goes hand in hand with singing? Because you remember we was trying to get it. Yes. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh man. 
<laughs> I would say, I, I, okay, just thinking about it, just like in this moment of reflecting, I think that it's, you're so hungry to get your name or your image out there. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of artists tend to go over into the modeling space because it's like I'm still getting myself out there, per mm-hmm. se. Makes sense. I don't know. It's, I think it kind of goes hand in hand because it's like you get free pictures and you can use that for stuff that you're doing for music. Correct. Correct. Yeah. We definitely learned a lot about that. Mm-hmm. And let me tell y'all something. Let me take a break for a second and let y'all um, aspiring artists know you don't have to. A lot of times when you go after modeling, trying to, you know, off, uh, I guess you would call it offset the, the your singing career or whatnot or acting career even. Don't let any of these janky photographers make it seem like you have to pose nude or you have to yeah. do implied nude or right. all that because they will, you will get a lot of those. Now there are some really talented photographers that actually have a heart in it, but sometimes you go and meet with these people and. The photographer wants to be your tailor when you get on the set, want to take measurements. Um, They offer you more money when you get to the set. Like if you pose in this, then, you you know, I'll give you more money or you'll get more exposure. So just just before you get in, before you try to really get into the game and before you say yes to all of these opportunities, just make sure you do your research on the person and make sure you have a clear understanding as to your boundaries. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we'll definitely talk about that on another show because I don't want y'all to go through that. You know, you just trying to sing or act and then you get swayed the other way with a little money or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, now, how does your songs come to you and, and how do you get into the zone be- right before you began writing? Uh, well, outside of this year, it used to just be kind of like reflecting on... um just things that I've seen others experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this year was something different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we always living in 2020, just trying to figure out like what's next or, you know what I mean? So I think mm-hmm. this year, my whole approach to writing definitely changed. <laughs> so do you, cause I know like for me, the songs can come, they just come in at any time. So, like for me, I could be driving, I could be shopping, I could be in the tub, and all of a sudden the the hook will come first, usually. Mm-hmm. And then I have the beat in my head and then I kinda write around that and play with the words. So do so does your songs kinda come at any time for you? Uh well for me, as of lately, it could be in a time of prayer. It could be in a time of just um just coming in my in my room and just playing the piano and just crying out and then songs come out of that okay because you know we all have our different ways but it's but when we hear your your the finished product it always just sounds so like put to so well put together and everything when you finish mm-hmm. so um, how, by the way how long does it take you to write a song on average um, for some songs, it could be like you said, just um, in the time of worship, it could just be the hook that I keep saying over and over, and then it could take me, you know, a few weeks to write the verses, honestly. Mm-hmm. And some songs, uh, one song I recorded that will be on my upcoming project was literally a freestyle. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So what? So what genre would you consider yourself in these days? 
Um, a little bit of everything. I try not to just stick to a certain genre because I didn't grow up on a certain genre. I kind of listened to everything growing up from uh, pop, rock, soul, uh, country, um, hip hop. So I try to, you know, in my personal music, I try to dabble into a little bit of um, everything. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Now I want to let y'all know, like Crystal, um, she's a very positive person and everything like that, but she had a major experience and I believe it was, uh, uh not too long ago this year. You want to shed some light on the, um, the surgery and what you had to endure? Yeah, sure. Um, at the beginning of this year, like I said, um, coming into 2020, uh, we had already had a heavy loss in our family and excuse me and uh in january um after trying to have kids for so long my husband and i i saw the specialist and the specialist let us know uh, that pretty much we'll never have kids outside of uh ivf uh, obviously after this heavy loss in the family and then hearing that kind of news and uh, mm. still trying to live life because we still have to go to work, right? We still have to just right. you know, do life and, and carry all of that too and, and, and asking God, why? You know, like, why mm. us? And then it, it's like, why do we have to deal with this? Why, why, why? So I had so many whys to God. Like, why, why is this what we have to go through? And mm. um, in January, we got that news and then we saw the... A second opinion, um, because that's a heavy thing to just put all your eggs in that basket. You know what I mean? Right, it, right. I'm going to have a second opinion, a second a look at it. So we went to another specialist and she offered uh, surgery because she said, you know, that we have to get in there and kind of see what's going on. So um, I was set to have the surgery in March and then COVID came. <laughs> mm. 19 hit. Uh we were up in the air as to whether or not we were going to even have a job. And obviously my insurance was tied to that job. So no job, no surgery, cause no insurance. Um, so I literally went through the hardest part of depression. I don't know if I want to label this depression, but I was in a slump. I was just, I was just a mess. Um, and still trying to work um, because I didn't know how long that would last. I didn't know how long the surgery would have been delayed. Um, I was angry. Um, I was confused. Um, you know how you start playing your, back in your mind like, God, I'm doing everything right. Why is everything going wrong? And right. I, I just really had to ask those tough questions to myself. It really shook my faith. I will be honest. It really shook me in a way because it was just lost all around, not just last year with the, uh, with my family member, but just other people that had passed and it was just so heavy. And I felt like we were in another state, so we were alone. Um, so it felt like we were going through such heavy stuff in life and we were doing it all alone. And we couldn't really tell anybody uh, because, you know, unless you really walk through this part, part of your life, you don't really know how to understand it. You don't really know right. the feelings of it. You know what I mean? So um, fast forward, like a month later, the hospital called me back and said, we're going to go ahead and schedule your surgery. And it was on a day where I need to hear news like that. Um, she said, you were the first person on my list to call. And it was exactly a month later. So I was supposed to have that surgery March the 8th. 
And then she called me back and it was going to be scheduled for April the 8th. So I was like, okay, guy, I see you now. Okay. <laughs> mm. The surgery went well. Uh, it was a outpatient surgery. Um, I, I don't do well with pain. So that was a lot to deal with. Um, they have to do four incisions. But once they did the surgery, she said all went well. Um, but still, here we are in uh, November now, and we still um, do not have kids. So mm-hmm. now it's just, you know, I've been in this space before. I try not, I try to keep myself out the house and busy. Uh, the recovery is still a recovery. I mean, they say it takes you six weeks to heal from that surgery, but honestly, when something goes in you like that, or, you know, it takes your yeah. body to kind of find new normal. And uh, the medicine that they have you on messes with your hormones and every other thing, too. So it's just it's been a process, but I'm learning to be okay with the process and not just look like, you know, life has to be perfect. And I asked God, why me? And I, you know, I had to get to the place. I said, why not me? Would I want anybody else to go through this? You know what I mean? Like, this is the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life. So I'm like, why not me? I wouldn't wish this on anybody else. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of bittersweet. And I had been hearing about stories about um, how the pandemic alone has um, delayed people's processing when it came to, um, you know, uh, fertilization or they uh even for surrogate moms babies born but they can't get the baby because of the you know <clears throat> so and i'm just we're still just going to believe with you um that you're going to be one of those success stories and it's been very refreshing this is why we do this show because we love true journeys and testimonies and stories of perseverance and um i'm in a wife group and I've been seeing more mothers in their 40s coming and saying that they've had children, even though the doctor said it was, you know, too late or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just really inspiring. So hopefully, you know, if you're listening out there and you're in the same shoes as Crystal, hopefully you can grab onto something that will continue to polish out your faith and that you can continue to believe because we know who the beholder of our lives are, you know, and these are gifts, they're gifts from heaven. And so um, it's definitely not over and we're still rooting for you. We're still believing and praying for you. And I'm just hoping that you'll be one of them stories that like, well, we waited a little while after the surgery, but finally it happened. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then seeing the little bump and everything and just going through the whole 40 weeks of excitement with you. So just keep that hope alive, you know? Yeah. And I did want to talk about this because I did try to share some things, you know, with some people in the church. And that's why I say, really, you don't know this journey unless you go through it. Um, And just really understanding how to have empathy for women that are like going through this because I have, you know, outside of the church, Um, I have joined a few groups and a lot of people speak on that. Like a lot of people don't know how to minister to women that are going through that. And when I was going through this, just in the thick of it, I started reading through Samuel and I was looking at uh, Hannah's uh, uh, prayer and her cry out uh, to the Lord for a child. And so I really connected with that. And I really feel Mm -hmm. like that's a lot of things people don't know how to 
talk with or talk through with somebody because they don't want to seem insensitive. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then sometimes it's 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 like you said, unless you're really in that boat, you right. really don't know how to talk about it or help somebody. But um a lot of times we take uh things for granted that we have every day. So if a person has a child or maybe more, they're not thinking from the same mindset that you're thinking of. You know, a lot of times as moms, we're complaining. We like these kids getting on our nerves. <laughs> You know, <laughs> crying all the time. We need diapers. Uh, now we got to help with schoolwork. And don't talk about virtual learning. That's a big shift for people, right? Right. Um, but if you think of a person that is still waiting on their bundle, if we didn't have it at our disposal, then it will be a different story. Maybe we wouldn't do so much complaining and nagging. So, mm-hmm. so definitely, y'all, just be, you know, be on the lookout for that, like, if somebody's going through something, it may not be something that you've that you've experienced, but kind of be, you know, show try to show a little empathy and listen. You don't ha- you don't have to have the exact answer, you know, for when their time is going to come or whatever. But just be, be be an ear and a shoulder for them. Don't condemn them. Don't. Oh, that ain't that ain't such a big deal. You ain't missing out on nothing. You can't say that. Mm-hmm. You cannot say that. So in this season, with all this stuff going on in everybody's individual personal lives, just be mindful of what somebody else may be going through, whether it whether it seems like a big deal to you or not. And if it's a win, celebrate their wins. You know, if it's a loss, encourage them that it ain't over. So, okay, we're going to. Um, oh, did you have anything else to say on that topic while we we're on that subject? No, no, no. Well, I do want to thank you for sharing that because I know that's a big deal and it's very personal. So thank you for sharing that because um, I'm telling y'all, like, the suicide rate has went up. The pandemic, um, like, depression has went up. Mm -hmm. So I thank you for sharing that because I know that there's somebody listening that's going through that. So hopefully you guys can kind of pull from one another and just keep uplifting one another. So we're going to shift it back to the music. Um, what are your what are you focused on now as an artist, as opposed to when you first started out? Um, um, like you said before, when we first started out, we were in our early 20s. I didn't have life experience. Um, I thought I did. You know, you think you're grown. You're like, <laughs> mm. and you think you don't live life. But now I'm focusing on just singing my life journey um mm-hmm. this this upcoming project that i'm working on is pretty much my year it's everything that i went through this year in the, in the form of music um literally sometimes i would have to just sing out you know what i was feeling because it was just so heavy my words just fell and i just i would just sing you know whether it be you know words or not and obviously after that i put words to it but this year has just really just been me sharing my journey um, through music. So much has happened this la- these last two years um, in my personal life. And it's just like music has really been a form of therapy. It really has. It's been um, a way for me to pray um, because sometimes for me, it's just hard to think about. I'm going to sit uh, 20 minutes somewhere and pray, but I can sing and pray at the same time. And that's just kind of been 
mm. my way of different way of communicating uh, to God. I think um, with this with my shift in music, it's just um, not uh, not writing from the perspective of wanting to be popular, but writing from a perspective of it having purpose. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So pretty much when your new listeners and even your your followers, when they listen to you, they can pretty much expect your life, just the rawness and inspiration. That's that's what I gather. Yes, it's definitely raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least that's what I hear when I'm when I'm listening. Um, OK. And now, are you interested in doing like going forward in your career? Um, are you interested in doing collabs, backgrounds, soundtracks for movies or any other forms of art? Yes, I'm definitely open to all of the above. Um, okay. I've had people reach out um, and I do have one collaboration on the uh, album, um, but I've had people reach out and, um, you know, some with the one person it did work out and with some it didn't, but I'm definitely open to it. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely open to collaborations. Um backgrounds i mean if i have a voice and god gave it to me and and you come along let's see what you know what it can be <laughs> absolutely and where can we find your latest work i know you put a lot of stuff on ig but is uh, there any mm -hmm. uh, i do have a website crystalyvonne.com so yeah, so we definitely at the end of the show, when you're listening, um, get her IG information that I'm going to provide and y'all can check out a lot of her latest, um, her latest work and everything like that. So we're coming to the end of this interview, but I would like to know um, what would be your advice to an up and coming artist? Um, maybe, you know, whether they're, whether they're new or seasoned, if they're new, they need advice. And if they're still trying to hold on and they're at the brink of giving up because they're not getting support or it's not coming out the way that they want. Like what advice would you give to those two artists? Uh, to the up and coming artists, um, I would say know your brand, know what, uh, that even goes to the modeling thing. Only do things that go along with who you are as a person. Uh, don't mm -hmm. just try to do everything for the sake of being relevant and popular, but know who mm -hmm. you are and kind of like, you know, pursue that area. Um, if you're if your thing is uh, athletics and music, then kind of pursue things that line up to things that are natural to you. Uh, don't try mm -hmm. to form yourself into being somebody else just for the sake of trying to be popular. Uh, to the seasoned artist, uh, I would say. Um, do it for the love of music and let that love of music uh, and what you're trying to do propel it forward because I had I've been that person I'm, I am that person I had to get back mm -hmm. to the love of music I love music so whether I'm 20 doing music 30 40 50 I'm still going to do music because I love it um, before I was writing songs trying to make the popular hook trying to make the popular you know lyrics or whatever whatever and that's cool it has its place, but at the same time, you have to be, uh, you have to love it. You have to uh, love music, not for the sake of how many people are going to listen to it, but that you, you write in something that's true to you. And so mm -hmm. both artists, just be true to yourself and be true to your story and know that, that you have something to share and make sure that you're sharing it in a way that's true to you. 
Okay. Yes. And Crystal, you've been through so much in your life. You've learned so many things um, from the time you were five and realized you had to give up until this point. We do know that there's a lot of people that are kind of down or trying to continue to keep high in spirits, but either way it goes, uh, would you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners? Yes. This year has been crazy for everybody. I've been, you know, seeing so much loss, so much depression, so much uh, joy as well. Um, but I would say um, that we have to, we have to kind of deplug at times. We have to kind of get away from the news, get away from the phones and really just have a space of quietness in a time of uh, prayer. Um, I think that prayer is one of the things that's most undervalued, especially in my life. Um, this year has just been a time of prayer because I felt like I was pushed against the wall. And I feel like a lot of people feel like they're pushed against the wall. A lot of things are going on around them that they have no control of. And I think that, like for me, my anxiety gets high. And I have to de-plug from the phone, de-plug from a lot of things that keeps my anxiety high. So I just learned to kind of de-plug, pray, read the, my um, scriptures to um, be around people that's encouraging because I, I, I have a lot of toxic people in my family and my, in my circle too sometimes. So I have to kind of, you know, know when, set my boundaries. I have to set my boundaries mm -hmm. and know how much I'm going to allow to come inside of my brain. Don't let everything rent space in your brain. You know what I mean? Like you, mm -hmm. you got to have that time where you, you de-plug and have quietness and pray and read uh, truth because everything out here is lying to you. <laughs> you got to keep that truth going. You got to keep that truth. So when the lie come up, you got some truth to back it down with it. <laughs> But before we let you go, we're going to do a quick lightning round. Now, these questions are going to be answered impromptu. She has no clue what the questions are going to be. And these are going to be short answers. Okay, Chris, you ready? Yep. All right, let's get it, girl. If you could travel back in time, what year would you visit? 13. <laughs> do you snore? I've been told I do. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Purple. Favorite food? Uh, Chinese food. <laughs> and your favorite junk food? Ah, uh, kettle chips. Mm, 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 mm. Most cherished holiday? Christmas. Um, How long does it take you to get ready? <laughs> Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Makeup or nah? Ah, uh, depends on the occasion. But mostly nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, texting or talking? Texting. <laughs> <laughs> okay and if you could spend a day with someone no matter who it may be who would it be uh, so many people uh, <laughs> but definitely my auntie lee <laughs> auntie lee all right well that wraps up the lightning round as well as the interview crystal again we just thank you so much for coming on being a guest we we honor you we value everything that you said and we just um just thank you for just making it exclusive on today for us Wow. So she said, do not let everything rent space in your brain. 
I've never heard it put like that, but I love it. And you know, some of the baggage that we quote unquote rented space to, we loaned it out for free. <laughs> I mean, we all had some setbacks to say the least. Relationships where our expectations were super high only to receive a I don't love you with their actions. Been on a job for years only to get let go. Started businesses that crumbled in the first year. New ideas with backstabbing support. The list goes on. Then we allow others to dump their trash on us or we get entangled in politics. You know, we, we watch the news and become fearful of just living life. Now, look, there is not enough room for our own baggage and everyone else's. So regardless of where you are in life, please remember that your storage space ain't but so big. Please be careful of what you allow to occupy that space because you only get one unit in this lifetime. Now, to connect with Miss Crystal Yvonne, visit crystalyvonne.com. That's crystalevon.com. All right. Now, she has a clothing line, new music, and fresh projects that you may want to go ahead and check out. Now, as for me, to keep up with my movement and to keep on supporting the movement, make sure you visit cu-nw.com, all right? And remember, it is not until you are truly fed up that you will change up. I will see you guys next week for more inspiration. Until then, take care and be blessed.